Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news, along with Katie Millar-Wierig. She is a parenting and mental health coach. We've talked to her about her book, The Mean Mean Teen Parenting Machine, and also creator of the Anxiety Healing Program. And today we're talking a little bit about letting you know our kids be themselves and trying not to always control them. Welcome back, Katie. Thanks, Angie. So happy to be back. All right. So you had some things go on this week that you thought would be pretty relevant to, I mean, you know, raising children and grandchildren, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. So I had kind of, you know, it's funny when you work in this type of field, people I think sometimes falsely assume that because my training is in this and because I I coach other people in it, that that my family has it all together, which is an absolute lie. And so it's sometimes harder when you're dealing with your own children. Actually, it's always harder when you're dealing with your own children. And I had a personal experience this week that really reminded me of that. So if um, there's a wonderful parenting book by Carol Tuttle, where she encourages parents to see their children as God made them. And instead of trying to mold them into what idea we have that we want them to be, instead to just sort of guide them so that they can become who God wanted them to be. And, and at times that is at odds with each other. And I was reminded of this this week with my daughter. I have a daughter who's an elite gymnast, and she so she does about 22 hours of gymnastics a week. It's a massive commitment, and um, she is very talented, very driven, but in an entirely different way than me. Mm-hmm. And as she was dealing with some hard things this week, I was venting to somebody about how if she just would do this, and it was oh. just in my mind there was a simple solution to the problem. She just needed to do this. And this person said, have you ever thought about what's easy for you is not easy for her? And it, and it was just such a simple, silly thing to say. And yet it like was, was earth shattering to me because I realized what this brought back, what Carol Tuttle had said that I was coming from a place of assumption that it was simple because it was simple for me, not realizing that her talents, her challenges, the things that made her, her, means that she will have a unique and totally different set of challenges than I will. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm trying to guide her, I realized that in my way of trying to help, I was actually creating more anxiety, more shame, and her feeling bad about herself because I was minimizing the challenge for her and saying, this is such a simple solution, just, and that word can be hard, just do this without realizing and honoring the fact that she is an entirely unique individual. And it reminded me, it was actually interesting because that hit home for me. And then as I was able to work with other clients, I saw this pattern often in all of us as parents in feeling like because we've had experiences that we, we know what our children need to, to find solutions when really we have a very unique skill set to choose from. And, and that, that may not necessarily be helpful in this specific circumstance. And so I think 
one thing that we can really think about in those moments is using our village. And that's what I had to do in that moment because I could not relate to my daughter in that moment. And I couldn't understand. It was a good opportunity for me to take a slice of humble humility pie and reach out to some people who maybe were more like her, who maybe had dealt with things that she had dealt with. My sister-in-law was one of those who's very similar to her and said, I think I'm handling this wrong. How can I talk to her differently? How can I help her feel loved and not shame as she's dealing with this problem? And this sister-in-law gave me incredible advice that I never would have thought of because she has experienced more similar things to my daughter. And it was able, it was a great opportunity for me to just step back and say, I do not have the answer and that's okay. And to utilize those people around me. I love it that you step back like that, because I know you're very driven as well, but obviously in a different way than that particular daughter. And it, it totally reminds me, because our children are similar ages, of my volleyball player daughter. My husband and I were watching a practice. We decided we'd just bring her and, you know, not drive home. And he's very controlling of her, and she has ADHD. So she's like fun and lively and, you know, yells to her coach a lot and gives her big hugs and tells her she loves her. And she just got voted team captain. So I was saying to him, I know she's driving you crazy because she's not conducting herself in practice the way you would. And she'd chase after a ball. And then instead of just bringing it back, she'd yell to a friend and she'd want to throw it over the fence to the friend. And he's like, just bring the ball back. And I'm like, Mark, there comes a point when we just have to let her be her. Her coach loves her. Her coach chose her for the top team. Her teammates voted her team captain. Can you let her be her? I know she's different. I know she's quirky. I know some people find her annoying, but the majority of people adore her because she doesn't care what people think, and she just marches to the beat of her own drummer, and it drives him crazy. And I'm like, why can't you just let her be who she is? And I must have said eight times when he was irritated, like, why can't she do her push-ups right? Why is she running over there? Why does she keep yelling at the coach and saying funny things that are distracting to the team. I'm like, this is who she is, and they seem to accept her, so why can't you? <laughs> you know, and it's so funny because we hear this, you know, I, I can listen to this and go, of course, why can't he just accept her? But then I look at myself when I look in the mirror and think, I, I do that. We all do it with our children because we have this narrative of what we thought our children would look like and what we thought it would be. And Additionally, I think it's important to recognize that now that we're adults, we can look back and feel some of the issues and baggage that we might have had stems from our parents trying to change a core part of our personality. And it, it can create insecurity, but then it can also create resentment in the relationship. And so as we protect that relationship, it, it's done by, as parents, allowing our children to be themselves. And I love your example. And it also helps me to, to just reiterate to myself to just give more space to my children to be who they were and ask, actually ask God, who are they and what can I do to make them who you want them to be and see them as you see them? And it's funny because she is so different and he just wants her to be more of a cookie cutter person in terms of not disrupting practice, always, you know, being the first one to finish, you know, a drill or something like that. But really, she's more successful in her setting than I think that I would be or her dad would be because we are more cookie cutter people. You know, we aren't the one that when we go to Disneyland, follow Mickey's car and dances along with the parade so everyone thinks she's part of it. and She's not embarrassed in the least, you know. I admire that quality, to be honest with you. And so 
I don't want to break her per se. So I do want her to be the more, you know, more the way God, you know, created her to be. So I've kind of come to terms with it. It drives him crazy because she's not good at, as they call it now, executive functioning with her ADHD. She isn't good with blocking out time or pulling herself away to like keep a room neat or pulling herself away from a video game to study or whatever. But some of these qualities that make her, that, that allow her to, I guess, struggle in school, make her struggle in school, are also qualities that make her, are endearing and make people love her and want her to be their team captain. So I'm all in on this topic today. All right. So your book is Becoming a Mean Teen Parenting Machine, a step-by-step guide to transform your relationship with your teen. And I found you on um, Instagram at The Balanced uh, Mind Project. Anywhere else we should go, Katie? Nope, that's great. We'd love to see you there. I'd love to connect. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you, Katie. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Well, always great to talk to Katie. Boy, do I have a lot in common with her. Another one of my favorites, we're teaming up with Emily Loftus. You know, everyone likes a little luxury in their life, so why not add some posh gifts to the holiday wish list? Here are some timely gift suggestions. Is the queen of everyday glam, Emily Loftus. She's here to share her ideas for some really wonderful luxury items. Welcome back, Emily. Hi, Angie. So happy to be here today. Great to have you. All right, so let's just talk about the luxury gifts that are cool right now or trending right now. Okay, so as a former Radio City Rockette, I know a little bit about posh gifts. (laughs) And what's trending will actually surprise you. It's actually personal care, relaxation, and spending real quality time with your friends and family. Oh, I love that. We love um, experiences. My mom said, what did the kids spend the money I sent on? I said, oh, they went ice skating into movies and yogurt with their, you know, boyfriends and, you know, just experiences. I love that, too. All right. We like to take a good vacation. Are there any cool destinations that are really hot right now? Yes. I mean, talking about experiences, you are right on track. So why don't we head on over to Mexico at the Wyndham Ultra All-Inclusive Resorts. It truly is going to provide everything you've been dreaming of. The Wyndham Ultra Resorts offer an all-inclusive resort experience with upscale dining, amenities, and activities with expressive local flavor at an exceptional value. So there are three Wyndham Ultra Resorts in Mexico, one for adults only, another one of all ages in the Dominican Republic. It truly has perfect beaches, inviting pools, gourmet meals, and creative coffee cocktails and wait even beachfront yoga and everything is included oh that sounds wonderful all right uh, you know we've got a few connoisseurs on our list so any options for the fancy people <laughs> yes so for this season why don't we gift the gift of luxury and joy with two bottles of whiskey to taste side by side this is bib and tucker's six-year-old bourbon known as the classic six and their newly released double char bourbon so bib and tucker crafts award-winning small batch bourbons that are aged perfection and exceptionally smooth perfect for bourbon lovers in your life which i'm one uh, we have the classic six that has the long-lasting chestnut finish and adds a special touch either alone or in a cocktail and then bib and tucker's double char is aged with six years in a white american oak followed by five months in a second heavily charred and smoked new barrel. And they are available nationwide. And I have to tell you, I have both of them at my house, and I love both of them. Ooh, that sounds interesting. All right, how about beauty gifts? What's trending in beauty? Ooh, I can talk beauty all day long. And I am loving the Fenty Skin Mini Butter Drops Trio. So this is a limited edition set of three adorable sizes of Rihanna's award-winning body moisturizers that renews and replenishes hydration, 
boosts vibrancy and leaves a healthy looking non-sticky sheen. So you can enjoy a range of scents and finishes including the viral bestseller Fenty Fresh Vanilla Dream which has a rose gold shimmer and right now I have on the warm cinnamon which has a mm. soft gold shimmer. It's and it's really cool because it's a whipped oil to cream and it really is the perfect self-care gift for yourself or for someone else and because it comes in a trio you can gift one and keep one and you can get this at Sephora for $59. Oh my gosh, two of my kids, Hope and Faith, they are like, oh, they're so into, I mean, I spend so much more on them than myself when it comes to, that sounds wonderful. I love the oil whipped into a cream. So, all right, I'm going to check that out. Uh, and I, I understand you have something up your sleeve on the gift list this year that we might be interested in. I wish you could see me right now. I'm giving you Holiday Barbie, and I have on this fabulous necklace that I call the Miss Georgia. So this is actually my first um, collaboration for an accessories line. I have always, always, always loved accessories because you just add that extra little bling or a little bit of sparkle to your outfit. It just elevates every single look. And, you know, when you are spending that quality time with your friends and family, you are eating and drinking and maybe adding just a couple little pounds on because you are enjoying this holiday season. And what's so great about accessories is it doesn't matter if you've gained five pounds, 10 pounds, lost five or 10 pounds, accessories always fit. Yeah, and I, I wear a lot of black, so I also like to. I'm, I mean, Emily, the way you look, I don't think you really need much of anything to make you look good. But, <laughs> but yes. You were too sweet. You were too sweet. But, you know, I lived in New York for 10 years, so I know about the color black. I have so many friends I only want to wear black, and they still have dipped their toe and wearing some fun jewelry, but it's with McRae & Co. And um, I really try to cater to everyone. You know, I love wearing huge tape and necklaces, but I also like to think about my mom, who's 73, and how she just wears like a tiny little stud and it gets something for her because, um, but there's just something special when you look in the mirror and you, and you feel a little extra sparkly with a touch of accessories. No, I agree with you because I do wear black when I'm going to something, you know, fancier. I really do like to wear, you know, some nice jewelry etc. It really does make you sparkle. All right, where do we go for more info on everything? Do you have a site set up for that? I sure do. I want you to head on over to tipsontv.com and check out everything we discussed today. Excellent. Tipsontv.com. Emily, always a pleasure to uh, to have you on the show. Keep keep kicking, you rock at you. <laughs> I sure will. I'm on a jumpsuit. Just in case I need to do a couple kicks, I am ready. I'm ready. Throw me in. <laughs> you kill me. Thanks, Emily. Bye. Take care. You too. Pueblo, thanks for tuning in to Colorado's Mighty 670 KLTT. Christmas shopping is never easy, especially with teenagers, and Arc Thrift knows that. Arc Thrift has recently added electronic gift cards to their website. Now you can easily buy that family member or special person a gift card electronically to thrift away. This gift is perfect for college students or stocking stuffers. Teenagers and young adults don't want to look cookie cutter, meaning they want that unique, one-of-a-kind product that you can only find when thrifting. Arc Thrift also carries gifts that are great for white elephant gifts, gag gifts, and even toys for the little ones. They have a vast variety of products, but for the holiday season, you can find cheaper-than-store-brand Christmas lights, indoor and outdoor decorations, and so much more. It is the season of giving, so don't forget to donate those clothes at the back of your closet you never wear to ARC Thrift. Give the gift of thrift by going to arcthrift.com. 
That's arcthrift.com. Well, it's always a great day on the good news when Dr. Royzen joins us. He is just like the man when it comes to knowledge on health and longevity. And each week he reads about 50 of the newest research articles out on health and oftentimes health and longevity. Uh, Welcome back, Doc. It's a privilege to be with you, Angie. Okay, so I know you've got a lot of favorites this week. What would you like to start with? Well, there, there are a couple that I love. So one is the mind diet on trial. Me too. Um, And uh, what this was, was a trial of the mind diet. The mind diet is the Mediterranean diet with uh, less alcohol and um, more omega-3 fish in it. And basically, it is a healthy diet avoiding sugar, syrups, simple carbohydrates, red meat, and processed red meat. And they did a randomized study on that compared to the usual um, American diet. But um, the American diet, in this case, was said um, with calorie restriction, that is losing uh, weight. So they aimed for both groups to lose weight. And um, as I remember, it was about um, 200 people, uh, 100 in each group, and they followed them closely. And what they found was no difference between groups, but both groups lost weight. And the MIND diet looked like in every category it was better, but not statistically better. That is, they didn't have maybe enough people to do it over the three-year time frame. Mm -hmm. But both groups improved cognitive functioning. Um, Both groups, what it started out with was people who um, were 65 to 85 and had some other chronic disease that would lead to cognitive dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting worse, they got better, and they attribute that to actually losing weight. So it may be that weight is more important. That is, total calories you take in is more important for cognitive function than is any one diet. Although it looks like going to uh, avoiding sugars, simple carbs, um, and syrups, which both groups tended to do, even the, the weight loss group tended to do it just because they were given instructions that those were uh, foods that cause you to gain weight. So the point on this study is we learned that calorie restriction helps us, that getting thinner helps us. Um, all of these people were had a weight above um, their uh, suggested weight t- targets to begin with. And by losing weight, um, maybe it was that helped them improve cognitive function. Okay. Well, that's good news. Uh, One that I was um, quite interested in, which I believe is one of your favorites as well, you know, screen time. We have one kid of our, um, we've got three kids in high school right now that has ADHD and we don't allow her to bring her phone to school just because it seems to be disruptive for her learning. Uh, This particular um, story is about screen time tied to mental health problems in kindergarten kids. Well, this is in kids three to six years old and they were studied 
for, um, in fact, the next three years. So they looked at them from three to six and plus three years. Okay. And it w- this was done in Shanghai, uh, China, and where they limit, are supposed to limit screen time to one hour for the kids. Okay. So at most they're supposed to be exposed to one hour. But they actually, I mean, this is part of how China does things in their research. They actually had the actual screen time for each of these kids. And screen time was using their phones for either educational programs, for entertainment programs, or for social media. Okay. It didn't matter how they were using the phone. And it turned out that those who used it for more than an hour a day, and again, this kind of justifies that one-hour rule, but those who used it for more than one hour a day had a three-fold increase it's actually a 2.8-fold increase in mental health problems three years later compared to the group that used it less than one hour a day. That's quite a bit. So it, it's a huge increase. In other words, it was, it was from about 4% to about 12% over that three-year period, which is just a huge increase in mental health problems, independently calculated, unrelated. It turned out that those who watched just educational programs, that is, if all you did was watch educational programs for an hour or less, it actually decreased your mental uh, problems a three years later uh, by about 20%. So instead of uh, 4%, it would be 3%. So watching educational programs for under an hour a day beneficial even if you watch educational programs only and did it for more than an hour a day that increased your mental dysfunction three years later all right hey before we wrap up today will you give us that um that will you to figure out whether or not you're overweight and i know it went with a study but i just want the calculation again you suck in your stomach and at your belly button you take your waist measurement and then when you times that by two it should not be over your height that's right. It should, your waist at your belly button with you sucking in should be less than half your height. Okay. All right. All right. Good to know. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go do that right now. All right, Doc, give us your website. Is longevityplaybook.com. Longevityplaybook.com. You're the best friend. Thank you. You are. Thank you. And Mary. Merry, merry, and happy, happy. <laughs> yes, you, t- you too, Doc. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Well, no one knows more about health and longevity, at least in my experience, than Dr. Royzen, and someone who knows a lot about small and mid-sized businesses. Well, that would be Dave Hickey. We're teaming up with him today. The holiday season, you know, presents a wonderful opportunity for small and mid-sized businesses, or SMBs, to thrive. But this season is also accompanied by a unique set of challenges. With proper planning, SMBs can overcome the obstacles using new tools and strategies to boost customer satisfaction and drive sales, according to Dave Hickey of Verizon Business. Uh, Dave also has the results of a recent survey and its insights to the current pulse of small businesses across the nation. Welcome back, Dave. Thanks, Angie. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. Full swing of the holidays. It's always a little chaotic, but fun. <laughs> yes, exactly, but fun. All right, so let's uh, just start off with the, you know, the trends right now in the marketplace. 
All right, so Dave, let's just start with, you know, what are the trends right now in the marketplace? Yeah, what we're really seeing today is that small businesses are really gearing up to see what they can do to be really successful this holiday season. And uh, they're really spending time, as you think about this annual survey, we do each and every single year and their concerns. The first part is they're really concerned with staffing and making sure they have the right people in there, they can service the demand, so they have the right amount of inventory, not enough inventory. Uh, as they go through it, they're concerned with sales and really if they're going to be able to compete. When they think about competition, they're thinking about those big box retailers. Do so they have the right discounting strategy in place? Do so they have a unique approach to be able to bring that in? The part that uh, I would say is a little different than the previous years is they're really invested in more advertising ahead of the year. And they're using social and digital and radio in order to get their message out there and make their unique approach. And how do they really handle that online traffic that may be more popular that could be uh, in stores in certain places. All right, cool. All right, how about a few things that business owners uh, can do to increase sales this holiday season? Yeah, it's as you know, it's all about experience. And so can they make sure when the customers are coming in, they've got a great front of house, a point of sale systems are up and running. So they can upgrade their internet bandwidth, make sure they've got plenty of speed and capability and availability for them as well. They can leverage all the social opportunities for them. There's so many ways in which they can increase their reach across the country. Uh, Verizon, we partner with them to help them become digital ready. We offer uh, many different solutions there. We have grants and classes to really bring them up. And then we also tell them to make sure that they upgrade their technologies, that they're prioritizing cybersecurity so that they can ensure that they protect their uh, information and their assets as well. Yeah, absolutely. We hear so much about that now. So let's focus on that. How important is cybersecurity for small and mid-sized businesses? Yeah, it's really a big deal. Um, these cyber criminals are really focused on uh, these uh, small and medium businesses out there. They really look at they have valuable data, low security. And here's just some really simple things that you can do if you're an SMB owner out there. One, make sure as you're addressing security as you get new technology. Just ask the question, how do I protect my devices? How do I protect my network? There's some really simple ways you can get started there. It's really uh, inexpensive. Make sure you partner with the right companies that come across. There's a lot of experts out there that can run you through that. And uh, clearly, Verizon is one of those resources as well. And then training. You think about this today, but it's very simple how one of these bad actors can get into your business. They send you a text. They send you an email, you click on it, you're in that information, they get a, a call. So making sure that your employees just understand how to really protect their uh, information, understand how to have safe browsing habits and sensitive, uh, how to handle the sensitive information. And then if something bad does happen, that we just make sure that we have a response plan that we can really protect that information and go forward. So Verizon and others really offer this. We can go through this in really great depth with them, but that's some of the places I would start. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, let's just go over some trends from the survey that uh, you know, the businesses should be aware of. Yeah, you know, some of the things that are uh, out there today is clearly we've heard a lot about AI. Yeah. And so AI is really prevalent along businesses today. They're wondering, how do I use it? And so what we've seen is there's a lot of companies out there, a third of them that are saying, what do I do, but I don't have the resources. You've got another third that have the expertise that maybe haven't deployed it. And then you've got another third that are really out there uh, focused on what they can do to drive efficiency in their places. And what we've really been able to show is the businesses that are adapting and adopting AI, 
They're improving their day-to-day operations. They're allowing them to focus more on their core business necessities. And that goes back to earlier when we are talking about staffing and stuff. So AI is a big one. And then clearly remote workforce is a big one as well. So how can we make sure that they have the right protocols, the right systems in place to collaborate with their employees wherever they may be? Yeah, and, and to make sure that they're working when they're at home. Oh, just kidding, Dave. My husband owns a business, so some some of his uh, of his uh, employees, well, a couple of the big wigs work from home three days a week. So anyway, I always joke that I'm like, how come you're working five days a week and your partner's only working two? But, you know, it's just a family joke there, um, which I'm sure others wouldn't find quite as funny as I do. But um, how about, <laughs> so we got the trends, um, any small or mid-sized business? Businesses that you know you're you know enjoying shopping at this holiday season. Season. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of them, but we. I've got four boys. We love this little local company. It's just one location. It's called the SoCal Surf Shop, and they have an online presence, and they give everything you can think of: surf, skate, snow, all the accessories, all the fun stuff, and so. We go there for our local adventures. It's uh, it's like Disneyland inside of a surf shop, which is really fun for us. Hey, what, what state do you live in, Dave? I'm in uh, Southern California. Oh, I was just there. So, yes, that that, that sounded like a, the perfect Southern Cal, you know, surf shop uh, location. Excellent. Okay, um, where can we go to get more info in general and see a little more on the survey on SMBs? You got it. Um, easiest places, two spots, verizon.com forward slash business. That can get you connected with any of our uh, experts. We've got thousands of, uh, thousands of employees across the country that can come see you in your business or have a virtual call. The other part is walk into one of our retail locations. We've got tech experts in there that can get you set up correctly. Awesome. Always a pleasure, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. You too. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM 670 KLTT.